Hello, my friends. Spencer Nelson and Brian Hunsaker coming to you from the financial capital of the West, Logan, Utah. Logan. <laughs> We're in Salt Lake City, but I feel like Logan is up and coming. Love well, Logan. It, it, warm, it is warm in Logan right now. Everyone, Brett Pattison is uh, on a family vacation, so uh, we actually we've tied him up and put him in the closet so he can still use his fingers and trade options, but nothing else, and we've taken over the podcast. <laughs> Today we're going to talk to you about one of a recent headline that, uh, that we've seen in the media, and it came from a ProPublica article titled Lord of the Roths, and uh, CNBC caught on to it, and media caught on to it because it was able to paint the picture of a whole bunch of rich people taking advantage of, uh, you know, an opportunity in uh, with retirement accounts. What we want to do today is actually give you the facts and not try to paint a picture, but give you the facts and kind of talk through what has actually happened and how you could it benefit like the people that they're trying to paint in a, in a negative picture? Does that sound okay to you, Brian? Yeah, it sounds great. So the, the kind of basis for the article is Roth IRAs. Roth IRAs have been around since uh, the senator from Delaware. I can't remember his first name. S- senator Roth. Senator Roth. <laughs> William Roth, I think was I think he was I think, William. I think that's right. Uh, anyway, created uh, not only there was the traditional IRA, individual retirement account that had pre-tax dollars going in, growing tax deferred, and then you paid taxes when you took money out in retirement. The Roth account was pay taxes up front, put money in, and let the money grow tax-free in perpetuity. Um, There came a point in time when the Clintons did not think everyone should uh, be able to benefit from that, the Clinton administration, and so they put a cap on it, saying if you make over a certain amount of money, you can't contribute to a Roth, um, and which those caps are still in place today. Well, the limit to contribute to a Roth IRA it currently is $6,000 if you're under the age of 50. It's You get an extra 1000 so it's 7000 if you're over the age of 50. There has always been a cap on the amount you can contribute to a Roth IRA. doesn't matter if you're rich, doesn't matter if you're poor, doesn't matter anything. You have to have earned income, and there was that maximum contribution you could make. And I believe it started somewhere around $2,000, and as inflation has grown, it's increased now to $6,000. So really, the, the kind of the headline behind the story was you have very wealthy individuals. Warren Buffett, it talked about, Ted Weschler, Peter Thiel was kind of the poster child that have Roth IRA accounts with hundreds of millions of dollars in them. Peter Thiel, supposedly $5 billion. $5 billion. Tax-free. And the article painted the picture that uh, this was unethical, sleazy, taking advantage of uh, of of what was meant to be working for hardworking Americans. Want to get Brian's thoughts on the surface just of of that. Yeah, so I would uh, my my initial thought when I read this is wow, that's that is incredible a 5 it's billion awesome. yeah, 5 billion dollar Roth IRA. I've seen some Roth IRAs with several hundred several hundred thousand. I'm not sure uh the biggest Roth IRA that I've I've personally seen, but uh I was uh, 
I thought it was great. I mean, I, I think as long as they uh, uh, kept under the rules and under the laws and they kept the laws, I think that uh, didn't break any laws. I thought that was uh, good for them. So uh, that was my initial thought. But curious uh, how they did it. Even before I they, I read the article, I, I mean, I figured, I, I think I knew how you could do something like that. And, uh, and uh, they took advantage of something that was available to anybody and everybody um, during a, you know, period of time, of, you know, a few years ago. Yeah. Well, and I was the same way. I thought it was awesome in the sense as long as it was legal and from my understanding and all the information, ProPublica is not accusing them of any wrongdoing whatsoever. It's just this kind of painting wealthier people uh, in a negative light. And, uh, and most people did not respond. Peter Thiel did not respond um, so we don't know exactly how he did it. I can assume he self-directed his Roth IRA, was able to put it into some venture capital investments, um, some other investments. He was uh, one of the founders of PayPal. He was early on in PayPal and a number of other things compounding in- interest. Ted Weschler actually did spell out exactly how he did it. I thought I read um, Peter I thought he. I thought I read. Did he that, end up responding to well, it? Well, I'm not sure he responded, but I thought I read something about the, you know, how he did it. I don't know if he responded. Yeah, and, and I it read, was with. I think he had some of his private stock before it was, um, pay in PayPal and in the Roth. In the Roth, and of course that uh, has been a, an incredible growth story. And yeah, and uh, other and other investments, but yeah, he took an advantage of with some private investments um, that that, uh, grew at incredible high rate for a number of years. Yeah. And I I don't think he responded with that information, but I think that information might've been involved in the leak from the IRS that all this information came from. But uh, Ted Weschler of of Berkshire Hathaway did, and he kind of laid out the timeline. In 1984, he started as a financial analyst uh, making $22,000 a year. At that time, he started a Roth IRA. Um, through his career, he had his 401k and he had his Roth IRA. And there came a point in time, and this I remember this, I was playing basketball at the time, um, 2009, 2010, 2011, right in there, when the government said, we're going to allow people to convert their pre-tax money to after-tax money. Uh, 401k or traditional IRA to Roth IRA and pay taxes immediately. Well, Weschler saw this opportunity and he paid over $20 million. I think the number is $28 million in taxes that year, but he converted all his 401k funds and IRA funds over to Roth. And then he, he spells out, he only invested in public companies, but doing the math of the contributions that you would need to make, he has averaged over a 30% return since 1984, which uh, that's the re- that's the reason why Buffett brought him on as one of the portfolio managers, one of the guys that's going to take over portfolio management for Buffett, and he's doing that now. But uh, he's a great investor. There's no question. Well, and and that's what I think is so funny about this article is it's only talking about the end number that and and they're trying to get shock value with 252 million, five billion dollars, but what they aren't telling you. It's amazing that they've accomplished this because there are limitations on what they could do. I mean, 6000 is the cap of a Roth IRA. Now, because he converted his 401k, that cap was higher. 
it's 19500 But you're still talking about thousands and tens of thousands of dollars that these investors have turned into hundreds of millions and billions of dollars. And you said uh, it, he started his Roth in 1984? Uh-huh. Okay. So... That tell, that says a lot too. The t- the time value of money, the compounding of money over a long period of time, uh, can have incredible <laughs> effects. And then when you compound that money at a high rate, um, and you have a long period of time, we're talking you know several decades. Uh, that's that's what happens. Yeah, absolutely. So it, here's the thing. Fascinating to us. I don't know. It's fascinating to you, but really, what's the takeaway? Why, how does this apply to any of us? Well, Roth accounts are tax-free. And the more money you can get into a Roth account, the, the ultimate benefit is, A, you never have to pay taxes on it. B, you never have to take the money out if you don't want to. 401ks, traditional IRAs, you have to start taking required minimum distributions at 72. And then C, your inheritors of, the, of a Roth IRA don't have to pay any taxes on it. It's a little bit of a golden goose. And so how does it affect you, our clients? Well, first of all, talk about a Roth strategy, a financial plan. When we do this, this is what we talk about. But do you have Roth accounts? Should you have Roth accounts? Are there caps so you can contribute? So do we need to look explore backdoor Roth conversions? And then in addition to that, if you have pre-tax accounts, are there opportunities to convert money while you're still under the uh, retirement age and and get more money into those Roth accounts. If uh, all those all the, the young people out there listening to our podcast, um, you should really be listening and taking notes on putting starting a Roth IRA as early as you can and putting as much money as you can into that Roth. And if you can do that over several decades and get a decent return on your money, um, you can have a really uh, incredible asset, f- you know, for you during retirement. And uh, so she, you should really start young. Even people, you know, so here I am, mid-50s, and, uh, you know, I started a Roth. I, I wasn't in 84. I was in, uh, you know, just coming out of high school and, and college. I didn't start a Roth until I, probably in the 90s. But uh, I've been consistently putting money into a Roth, and it's uh, it's it's a great tool to uh, build wealth and and uh, for retirement. And uh, so, yeah, start early. And then those people that have that have high incomes that don't qualify for a Roth contribution, these backdoor Roth IRAs, and um, are a great thing to take advantage of as well. Absolutely, and and then as we do financial plans with people, we're finding opportunities to convert. Uh, funds, you know, it, it's a strategy I don't want to get into the weeds of, but f- it's called filling up a tax bracket. And uh, if you're in a 12%, a 22% tax bracket, whatever it is, there's there's gaps to where you can convert some funds right now and then never have to pay taxes on it again and, and pay taxes immediately. I No one knows where tax rates are going to go, but I think the general consensus is they're not going to go down anytime soon. And so paying a little bit up front isn't fun and a little painful, uh, painful, but it can pay huge dividends on the back end. So so you think about uh, converting a Roth and, and you're going to pay income taxes on that conversion. So you may pay 
30 some percent, 30, 40 percent. You know, effectively, probably not. Probably lower. Probably lower. And, you know, most of the time that we are doing those things for clients, it's more the effective tax rate is in the teens and the single digits. And we're just trying to fill up a tax bracket. And it's not a huge amount of money, but little by little, we're able to get more and more money out of the pre-tax money and into the tax-free bucket. Yeah. It, uh... It really can make a huge difference in your financial plan. If you have any questions about any of this Roth conversation, how you can contribute to it, or do you need to do backdoors, or or just any question whatsoever, feel free to reach out to me, Spencer at IGGA.com, and we can have this conversation. You can obviously reach out to Brian as well, Brian at IGGA.com, and we'll talk through it with you. I can't imagine having a Roth account in the hundreds of millions of dollars, completely tax-free that can be passed on to generation. It's a, it's a, a great benefit and everybody should be doing it. It, it. Honestly, everyone should. And like you said, especially younger people, oh my goodness, get on that train, Roth IRAs. Hopefully legislation doesn't change because of articles like this because the story in my mind is not these guys are greedy and they're bad. The story is what amazing investors that everyone has access to they 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 don't have anything unique other than they've invested really wisely they can't put more money into it they have the same limitations it's it's accessible to everyone it's just they're taking advantage of it and we want you to be able to take advantage of it as well and it's unfortunate that people read that and they take that attitude that oh wow these guys are taking advantage of the system instead of thinking, wow, how can I do that? You know, what can I do to take advantage of that? I mean, that was my initial reaction. And I think um, that's, I hope that people that are listening to this will, will think about it in that way and say, what can you do to, to take advantage of the Roth IRAs and uh, help build your uh, comfortable retirement someday? Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for the time. I think probably this was the best podcast ever. I don't know why, but it just... Did you feel that? I did. I really felt it, yeah. It was magical. The (laughs) chemistry was... It was unbelievable. (laughs) Have a great day, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. This is a purely public broadcast and is not intended to be personalized financial advice for any individual's specific situation. Each individual's financial situation is unique, and the topics discussed on this broadcast should not be relied upon and or considered as personalized advice. Specific financial securities discussed are not intended to address any listener's particular financial situation and should not be considered recommendations. This is for educational purposes only. For more information, please contact Iron Gate Global Advisors at info at or by calling 888-591-0334.